0: Hello, it's Mike Richards here from the Treasury Recruitment Company. I hope you're enjoying the Treasury Career Corner. If you are, great news. Perhaps you give us a rating on iTunes or wherever you consume your podcast content. This means that even more treasury professionals can benefit from finding out or by finding out about how treasurers have achieved their career goals. The link to rate our show will list at the bottom of our show notes. And please remember as well, the show itself is as much about you as it is about us. If there are specific questions you want us to ask or this feedback you want to give, please drop me an email. My direct email is mike at recruitment.com, inventively enough. But anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Mike Richards and welcome to another episode of the Treasury Career Corner. This is the third part of a five-part series where I ask eight treasury professionals what value do they place upon accounting and treasury qualifications? And do they feel you need them in order to achieve success within corporate treasury? Andreas Weindel, the ex-group treasurer, Haribo Holdings.
1: From the German perspective, um, uh, uh, there is uh, so far, still at like university level, no big thing in uh, in, in teaching treasury. Right. Um, but uh, what I've seen is that uh, there is one one uh, like training or course uh, which is a certified corporate treasurer by the German Treasury Association, and this course is tremendously full. So there is a high demand and interest of young professionals um, getting into the topic because. Uh, uh, Cash and and uh, and the financial markets—it's an interesting topic, yeah. rather than than accounting or controlling, which is there for like hundred years. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, there might be people who like this kind of stuff, but yeah. um, you know, this—I call it the millennium. Uh, 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 generation is yes. is rather uh, interested in in moving things in in, uh, in changing environment, and treasury, and, and and treasury is yeah, the future the, yeah, the yeah, place yeah. to be. Damien Glendinning, ex-Treasurer,
0: yeah. Lenovo.
2: Well, I have a bias because I studied accountancy and I became an, F- an ACCA and now an FCCA. I actually, and for this reason, I continue to think that the most important qualification is actually accounting because accounting is the language of business. To understand a balance sheet, you need to understand accounting and experience in accounting, I think, is very helpful. Never having done either of the other qualifications, I can't comment, but I've never felt that I was missing anything.
0: Mariana Polocrati, Group Treasurer, Chopita S.A.
1: Basically, I think it's like, I, I kind of consider it like an MBA. Like they say, how do you, t- why, when do you take an MBA? Well, um, in Greece, it was very trendy for people when finishing school to take an MBA. Um, so I say, if you're a business major or your finance, why should you take an MBA and do it again? So the same I think applies for ACT qualification. So if you're like a treasurer for the last 12 years or 15 years, why should you get a qualification since you have the business experience and from the day to day? It's worth it when you're finishing, I think, from school in order to see all the different things that you can do in Treasury. But if you're landed in Treasury and you're working for a lot of years, um, I don't know if it's really, if it adds value to a Treasury. Yeah,
0: if you need
2: to do it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oliver Ice, Group Treasurer, Johnson Mathie, PLC.
2: I just think it's a, a it's an excellent idea for someone who is working in Treasury to get a professional qualification, to put it all into a, um, a more uh, well-rounded context and also um, to uh, to be able to progress their career and um, you know take more responsibility on in the future. I think the professional qualifications are an excellent grounding. Uh, and I think the professional associations give you a great network um, and the ability to speak to other people. For, uh, who deal with similar issues in different industries and, and give you um, a great opportunity to build up a network over time.
0: I hope you're enjoying this week's show. I just want to interrupt briefly to invite you to be part of what we know to be the best global treasury salary survey in the world. They're bold words, I know, but it's true. We're just approaching the 500 participant mark, so it's a survey of real value, but we still need your help. All you need to do to take part is visit treasuriesalary.com. takes about two minutes of your time from start to finish. And as a reward for taking part, you receive a free copy of our 200-page Global Treasury Salary Survey. It's a real practical use to you. Whether you're a Treasury Analyst in Chicago or a Global Treasurer in London, we give you the numbers you need. In the simplest terms, our survey helps you as a Treasury professional understand what you should be paid. We benchmark your treasury compensation in relation to your peers, both locally and globally. So when you are next asking your boss for that long overdue pay rise, and you know you deserve one, well, you have the practical facts you need. Just visit treasuriesalary.com and I look forward to sending you the next copy of the survey. That's enough from me. Let's get back to the show. Rasmus Camborda Melvang, Treasury Manager, Thomas Cook Airlines, Scandinavia
2: AS i think the the way that at least i look at treasury today is is very different from what treasury originally started because when i started within treasury 10 11 years ago it was much about financial exposure accuracy in in cash flows and and uh, you knowing your financial risk which is still is but uh, but each time i went to work i was nervous about what what are the currency uh, rates uh, development and are we hedged according to what we know and all that but i don't use one second of that anymore because um, for me treasury is is another is another uh, way of, of looking at things it's is Changing the business so the management can take the right decision. It's much more about having the right structure on the balance sheet, uh, having a long-term plan of of, of um, securing cash, using cash in 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 ways that support the business. So so I I always look at this uh, at least now that uh, you know. Uh, Dealing with exposure and cash flows—that's just the underlying thing that you have to do. You have to follow the policies and procedures, which you can have systems and programs to do today, so you don't use time on doing things eventually wrong. Yeah. But you let the system do it, and then you focus on the other thing, which is being a business partner to the to the key stakeholders in the business, and that's not only the key the management. That's also sales people, purchase people and stuff like that. So I see it as a a much more uh, outgoing role you you need to have today as a treasurer and you need to be on top of all the things that are happening in the fintech industry because those are the people who come up with some of the ideas that you can pick and choose from. And it's important that you are eyeballing (laughs) the the, the fintech people because those are your friends in the future.
0: Sam Pitt, ex-group treasurer, Network Rail. Um, I think, you know, Treasury, I think these days it's expected that if you work in Treasury or you go for a job, it's expected that you've got Treasury qualifications or some form of professional qualification. Right. Certainly um, at Network Rao and other organisations have worked in, we have encouraged the Treasury team to do their ACT exams right. and funded them. So, yeah, I think it, it it's great. Andrew Bishop, Head of Treasury Operations, Gazprom Marketing and Trading. Um, my personal force is kind of mixed. So you could have someone, a candidate that's very well qualified. You know, we are accredited with the ACT. Uh, we've got Ben that works in the team and, and we've got another guy as well who's, who's passed his accreditations. I just find, I don't know, I, when I'm recruiting someone, I look for someone that shows what I call ownership and really wants to kind of develop themselves. So they might not be the best academically, but they've got a real power. Passion for treasury, and they really want—they treat it like it's their own money, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, and I can normally kind of like see that in an interviewing process. So it's a bit of a mix, right? You need—you know—when we recruit people, we try—we give them professional training as well. Um, but I, I really like the trait in a lot of people that I've seen recently was just this ownership, like really owning things end to end. I
1: think that's very important.